This is Radio Influence. As America's zone coach, premier thought leader, and the world's number one coach of champions, Jim Fannin is the go-to person. He has guided the careers of the best pro athletes from 10 sports and business executives from 50 industries. He has coached individuals, families, relationships, and students in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. From winning Wimbledon, the World Series, and a gold medal, to losing 68 pounds, saving lost marriages, or overcoming financial ruin, Jim Fannin has been behind the scenes guiding individuals through the intricate process of peak performance. His success tools are not just for the superstar. They're designed to help you reach your full potential as you tap into life's most successful mindset, the zone. And now, please welcome the coach of champions and America's zone coach, Jim Fannin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin. My name is Seth, Jim sidekick and producer here on America's Most Positive Podcast. Jim, what's on your mind? Music. I've got music. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about music. I mean, music, uh, Seth, it's the pipeline to the zone. You know, Aretha Franklin passed away. Um so many iconic musicians at, at her funeral. And it just started bringing back the soundtrack of my formative years growing up. And I started thinking about music and how what it's meant to me. And while I was doing that uh, thinking, um, I was simultaneously watching a baseball game and one of my players uh, walked up to the plate to a musical uh a uh, little riff uh, that was his heart song, if you will. That song that got gets him in the zone, and it plays before every at bat. You see relievers walking onto the field to close down a baseball game, and they're they they're brought out to a music that each player gets to select their own music. And so many times, I, I remember playing professional tennis. Uh, I'd walk out on the court. And I believe that I was prepared, but the most prominent thing in my mind was a song that I'd heard on the radio uh, on my way to uh, uh, to the tournament. And I just couldn't get that song out of my mind. It kind of played in a loop in the background while I was playing a match. But I hopped a ride on the rhythmical beat of the song and played my best. And then, of course, you know, I, I had many matches where I didn't have any song and I didn't play a very good match at all. <laughs> so it, it didn't really dawn on me until I started coaching top players much, much later than my playing days. I realized that music is a pipeline to the zone, and it's all about that rhythm, all about that beat, and it puts a pep in your step. Um, I noticed that a lot of my business clients – uh, have told me that on the way to work, driving to work, uh, they'll play some upbeat music and kind of positive outlook on the day. And then if the day uh, beat them down a little bit, got got some negative news, and they're putting out fires and, uh, you know, getting into, unfortunately, some micromanagement, they realize that on their way home, they didn't listen to any music. And... Um, uh, and the other thing that uh, is impressed upon me in music, we always had music in, in, in my house growing up. My mother was uh, 
singing, and I sang with her, and we sang Elvis Presley songs, and uh, Christmas, uh, you know, Mahalia Jackson was, you know, just uh, uh, with her uh, gospel uh, deep voice. And then I, I grew up uh, Country Music Highway, Route 23, cuts right through eastern Kentucky. Ricky Skaggs, uh, uh, a great musician, my cousin, uh, not far from my house, Billy Ray Cyrus grew up. And I, I live right uh, next to the uh, Judds of uh, Naomi Judd, uh, the Judds uh, singing group, mother-daughter duo, platinum uh, album uh, winners. And so music's just been so prominent. And if you think about music, music isn't music without silence. So if you take a drum and move it away from the vocals, the brass, and the, and the string instruments, and just listen, if you add silence between the notes, it, it changes the whole rhythm. So if there was no silence, it would be noise, just noise. So you don't hear the silence, especially when you put the tracks together and the strings and the vocals and the brass uh, and, and the percussion. When it all goes together, you just have that rhythmical beat. So if, if you want a rhythmical life that has tempo and a beat to it, uh, add some music, but also learn from music, add some silence. And on the show, we've talked about the reboot. Uh, close your eyes, unhinge your jaw, just turn your brain off. Well, during your day, especially a forensic day where, you know, chaos uh, is everywhere, um, a little bit of silence will help you get back to that rhythmical musical beat where the zone resides. And, and the zone does have a beat to it. It has a flow of energy. You know, and this is actually something that, that fairly recently neuroscientists have been able to kind of map the pathway through the brain. And they've actually found that the, the neurons in your brain will fire in sync with the beat of the song you're listening to. Uh, so it really does actually kind of charge up your brain and get you going. And there is research, uh, and uh, I don't know if this is exact, but there has been research on how classical music uh, connects the neurons uh, to uh, help a child have a propensity for math. And uh, I, I know that my grandson, uh, they play a lot of music uh, in the house and uh, sing a lot and um Music really is a pipeline to the zone. So uh, if you are a Zoniac listening, uh, when you uh, put down this podcast, crank up the tunes, and that'll help you get into the zone. And what is your heart song? So Seth, do you have a heart song that if you need to you know, get into a better mood, is there one song that just gets you, gets yeah. you fired up? What, what, what would that be? You know... <laughs> This might be slightly embarrassing. Uh, there's a couple of, of songs from a, a genre that kind of made a comeback in the 90s called Ska, which I guess if you could maybe call it like updated big band from like the 20s, like that kind of music. So there were a couple Ska bands that were big when I was in high school. Ska. Ska. And uh, so kind of, you know, kind of real heavy on the horns and the brass. And so that, there's actually two Ska songs I listen to 
like on the last, you know, kind of seven minutes before I get to the studio every time. Every, everyone yeah. is Googling ska <laughs> right now. And so is, I, is that the tattoo ska you have on your arm? <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what that was about. Ska. Yeah. How, do you, how do you spell ska? I don't know S-K-A. this. S-K-A. It was a very brief moment in pop culture. Very wow. brief. I don't think it's very cool anymore. It was that um, like, was it like June? Uh, yeah. <laughs> was it 30 days? Ska? Something like that. I don't know ska. So, I don't know why. I kind of picked out those two songs. Uh, one band was called Five Iron Frenzy, and one band was called Less Than Jake, uh, which are kind of silly names, but it's, you know, it's it was a very kind of silly time in music. But yeah, for whatever reason, I picked out those two songs, and I always play those uh, every single episode. Actually, right before we get before uh, we get in the studio. So you've talked about you know you want to be able to take your habits uh, that kind of get you into the zone wherever you go. Uh, so that you know when there's kind of a. a a metaphorical, or I guess some, in the case of some of your clients, a literal curveball, if they're baseball players. Yes, literal uh, curveball. <laughs> uh, you know, that you've got something to snap you right back in there. So uh, what are those kind of four or five big ones for you that have followed you around for your whole life? Oh, there's so many. Uh, I remember uh, the Beatles, definitely. Uh, I remember, uh, and I'll talk about it with our interview of our awesome musical guest coming up. Uh, but I, I remember the point in time, the first time I heard the the Beatles, that was a game changer for me, and it just kind of resonated, and it broke away from the Elvis Presley era. Um, John Luke Ponty, uh, this is a performer that most people probably don't know, kind of like Ska, uh, but he had a, a song called Open Mind, instrumental, and I played that, uh, I probably conducted 2,500 keynotes. I've got one tonight. Uh, there's a good chance that before I go give a seminar or a keynote that I'm going to listen to j- the opening of uh, Open Mind, John Luke Ponte. And it just gets me in state. It gets me into a, a purposeful, calm zone state. And it puts a little pep in my step. You know, it, it brings me joy. And uh, that's the way I like to go on stage. You know, I, I need to get fired up. And we've got a guest today uh, that his music, uh, it, it definitely gets you fired up. I mean, this may wake up the dead. This music is so iconic and so powerful. We've got Jim Peterick, uh, co-authored Eye of the Tiger. How many people have played Eye of the Tiger on the way to the gym or listened to it while you were pumping iron in the gym uh, Rocky three. And so we got Jim Petery coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, so, uh, so that, that song, I, you know, I played that before I've gone on stage as well. Okay. And I, I, I think we need a little bit of origin story here. Cause I'm, I'm curious. So Jim has had a slew of number one hits. Uh, actually, we're going to, we need to talk about in the interview with a, a whole bunch of other artists. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, you know, from uh, like the Beach Boys to uh, other huge names that he's written for. So the guy's had Cheap an amazing trick. career. Cheap Trick, yeah. He's had an amazing career. Doobie Brothers. He just uh, walked into your tennis club to play tennis? I mean, this is how you guys met? Well, well his wife uh, played tennis in our women's leagues, and, and then he came around. He played tennis a little bit. So we've had, uh, you know, our tennis club, we had a lot of uh, – uh, celebrities uh, that came to our tennis club uh, back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, so that's the first time I met Jim Peterick. We're also neighbors here in, in Burr Ridge, Illinois. So uh, I see Jimmy and his wife out at uh, restaurants that my wife and I frequent. So 
Uh, I'm so glad to have him on the show. But uh, when you really hear his history and hear all the things that he's done and the things he's still doing, uh, it's pretty amazing career. Uh, music in the zone. Everybody, what's your heart song? What is your heart song? What gives you pep and a little uh, movement and, and takes you out of the doldrums and gets you to forget about your challenges and puts you into that purposeful, calm zone state? Everybody needs a heart song, and uh, Jim Pedrick has definitely written a lot of heart songs for a lot of people globally. Uh, let's get Jim on the show, Jim Pedrick. Jim Pedrick, welcome to the Jim Fannin Show. Well, thank you, Jim, for having me on. I mean, you and I go back, what, about 100 years? Uh, I think it's 100 years. It's hard, <laughs> it's hard to believe. Time flies, doesn't it? I'm flying ties. Yeah, no, it's an honor to be on your show, and I've I've enjoyed our friendship and and the events that I've gone to that you've hosted. Uh, Yeah, always a a great role model and a great time. Well, I appreciate it. Jim, this show is about music in the zone, and it's about how, you know, music is the backdrop and the soundtrack for all of our lives, and um, uh, I thought about this particular show when Aretha Franklin passed away and they started playing her songs all the time and it just reminded me of how I you know the soundtrack I grew up to uh you know back in the 60s and and uh, so I couldn't wait to have you on as an accomplished musician you've had such a successful career in music but also a great songwriter and and I know that you know the zone there's no possibility that you could have done all these things and written so many great songs uh, not only for yourself, but for other bands uh, like Cheap Trick, uh, the Doobies, uh, you know, the Beach Boys. I mean, you've been in the zone so many times in the studio and probably just alone with music bouncing around your head. When was the first time growing up that you knew that music was something that was really a deep part of you? Wow, I, I remember the exact moment, uh, Jim. Uh, there's I, the whole band of the Ides of March. We're all from Berwyn, and <clears throat> there's a there was a plaza called Cermak Plaza. It's still there, <clears throat> and uh, and they had a, a contest every year called the Talented Teen Search. And when I finally became a teen, <clears throat> actually I think I was twelve, but you know you cheat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, I applied for this, and I remember. Uh, you know, getting on my brand new guitar that my dad had just gotten me for Christmas when I was 11 years old. And uh, I stood on stage and for about a crowd of about 100 people, I sang Kansas City. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, were, you and, ner- were you nervous? Uh, you know, I, I was not really that nervous. I, it, already I was in the zone because <laughs> I was conf- confident that I knew the song. I And when I heard my voice echoing across that that parking lot, it was such a thrill. And then to hear the applause afterwards, it was, I knew right then and there, I was going to be the most comfortable anywhere in life on the earth on stage. Uh, you know, some people shy away from the spotlight. I'm, I'm like a moth to a flame. <laughs> and, uh, and, and what's really funny, uh, Jim, is that prior to this, I, I had problems uh, with, worry. Uh, I was plagued with, uh, you know, I didn't know if they had 
back then they didn't have initials for everything, you know, ADD and this and that. All I knew is I was a worry wart and I worried about, you know, nuclear wars and tornadoes and the disease of the week on, on uh, Ben Casey. And oh my I was obsessed with worry. Uh, and my mother said, why are you worrying so much, Jimmy? I said, I don't know. And bottom line is, I think I was searching for myself. I was searching for my true calling. I was searching who I'm supposed to be. And as soon as I stood on stage and sang Kansas City, uh, you know what? All those fears, all those intrepidations vanished. Uh, and I found my place in the world. And, and well, that's a zone moment. If there ever was one, uh, that's a moment of truth and a life-changing moment. So, you know, you, you had a hit early, I know, in college. What was it like? Tell me about the song. Uh, tell me about how it became a hit. But when the song was created, uh, did you know that it was going to be a hit? <laughs> well, of course, you're talking about vehicle. I am talking and, about uh, vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> and no Ides of March show would be complete unless we finished up with vehicle and people are singing along with the horns and singing Love You Need You. And, uh, but I'll tell you, uh, it's, a, it's a great story uh, behind that song. Uh, I met a, a girl, I was 17, uh, and this girl was 15. We met standing in line to see the Turtles play at Riverside Brookfield High School, local high school. And uh, I had gone stag because I didn't have the, I was too shy to ask the girl I wanted to ask. So I went alone <laughs> in my bl blue peacoat and stood in line April 9th, 1968. I remember like it was yesterday. And there was this girl standing there waiting in line. But of course, I was too shy to say anything. My, my feeling was she's way out of my league. I'll, she'll never talk to me. She spun around and talked to me. She said, aren't you Jim Peterick? I go, yeah. And uh, <laughs> That's a good icebreaker. I, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, my good fortune. And she said, last week, I saw the eyes of March. You guys were great. We started talking. We ended up sitting next to each other. And dated for about a year. Well, a year later, you know, she said, Jim, you know, I think I want to date other people, which hurt me to the core. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, and I, I was so depressed. And uh, for about the next year, I, I played the blues, a lot of the blues with the Ides of March. <laughs> and uh, literally but, played but the finally, blues. Oh, finally, my goodness. Yeah. Finally, I got a call. And she said, Jim, it's, you know, it's, it's Karen. And I go, oh, hi. She said, you got that cool new car. You got a 64 Valiant, right? Yeah. I go, yeah. <laughs> well, I need a ride to uh, modeling school. I said, no problem. I figured I'd get a kiss or something. You know, at least I'd be next to her in the car. And uh, I pick her up in the Valiant, take her to, to Patricia Stevens Modeling School in Oak Park, wait for her out there for an hour and a half. She comes out, a peck on the cheek, nothing. Thank you, Jim. Anyway, this happened about three times. Finally, I started resenting, and I said, you know, all I am to you is your vehicle. I'm your limo service, you know? And just then the light bulb popped on top of my head, and I heard this riff in, in my head. Ba -da, ba -ba -da, you know? Oh, my I, goodness. I that you is know, a zone moment. Wow. I teach, I teach it to the band, and I came up with that magical first line. I'm a friend, a stranger in the black sedan. Won't you hop inside my car? And man, we're off and running. The song goes number one. We're suddenly on the road with Led Zeppelin, Janis Joplin, the Grateful Dead, Doobie Brothers, uh, uh, you know, everybody, Beach Boys. 
And guess who starts calling me again? (laughs) 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 You know, uh, Jim, maybe we should try this again. You know, I mean, really start dating again. And I I let her hang on the line for at least five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, sure, why not? And I'll tell you what, 47 years later, that's, that's still, still my wife. Karen is still my wife and I'm still her vehicle. Oh my good Jim, that is pretty amazing. You know the the crazy thing. I had a sixty three Valiant. Now after you after after you had a hit, uh, did you get a new vehicle? Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> I remember going. We were playing in Baton Rouge, and I had my eye on a two forty Z Datsun. And of course, in Chicago, the line was a mile long. And I went into the showroom, you know, with the long hair and the hippie, you know, fringe. The guy's looking at me up and down. Yeah, right. Whatever. And there's this brand new Datsun 240Z British racing green in the, in the showroom. And he's not giving me the time of day. I went back to the, the room, got the money, laid down 3,800 bucks and bought the car. He's still shaking his head. <laughs> oh my, you know, that, that is, um, that's amazing how inspiration hits you like a lightning bolt. Those are zone moments. And I know you've had many of those. Uh, in, in your life, when you heard yourself, uh, you know, when you heard the the song on the radio for the first time, what was that like? That's pretty heady stuff to, you know, be driving down the road and there's my song on the radio. Let me tell you, that is still one of those, as you call, zone moments when it's almost surreal. You know, uh, I was tooling down I fifty five, you know, going towards St. Louis, and all of a sudden, Dick Biondi knew from the Ides of March. Vehicle, but I started going 95 miles an hour. Man. <laughs> I was, I man, thank God the state troopers weren't watching me. It, it is so exciting. You know, we all get a little down in the dumps now and then. And if I'm down in the dumps, I think of those moments. Uh, the first time I heard you wouldn't listen on the radio, uh, we, we had done a sock hop at Morton West after the base, uh, basketball game. And I heard those songs, you wouldn't listen, and we're loading in equipment in Larry's house. There it is. It's on. You know, those are the moments. Uh, Those are. Those are heady moments. They they really are. And all the way to, you know, and I know know you'll get to the, probably the anthem of my life, I Had the Tiger. But when when I heard that, it wasn't so much, you know, when we went to Hollywood for the big premiere of the movie. Uh, it was when I snuck into the LaGrange Theater, sit in the back row. Nobody knew I was there. And that song came on at the beginning of Rocky Three, and the place stands up. Oh, my God. I still get goosebumps. That's when I knew. It's not, not, not the Hollywood crowd who was, like, you know, polite, politely clapping. It was my homies going crazy. That was the moment. You know, I, w- I do want to talk about how that song evolved, but who did – who did you love and who inspired you? Who got you in the zone when you listen to music early in your life? Well, well, you know, pivotably, uh, pivotally, it had to be the Beatles, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I loved Elvis Presley. I had older sisters. So, you know, I saw Presley and Sullivan, you know, just rock out to, you know, jailhouse rock. And from don't from the cool. waist up, of course. From the waist up. <laughs> from the waist up. We didn't want to know what was going on down there, but (laughs) although we knew, but anyway, uh, you know, I love Presley, but it really wasn't until the Beatles when I realized they had put it all together. Great 
looking, you know, branded with the same suits, writing their own material. Uh, they looked like a band of brothers, man. And that's when I knew this was the, the path I had to choose. And that's when I started writing my own songs. I, I remember uh, in an alley with a transistor radio as a kid, and it I could only get one station. And again, I had the same feelings about, you know, Presley and that type of music and I, I, I want to hold your hand came on I just started smiling and moving and that uh, you know music just moves you so much and it, it's such a soundtrack and you've been a soundtrack for so many people uh, we have to talk about the eye of the tiger how did that how did that come about well you know I call it the phone call that, that changed my life uh, obviously I, I got home. I lived in the Grange at the time. I got home from some errands and I, I had this big old answering machine. This is early 1982. Those things you know, still had cassettes in them, you know, and, uh, and I hear a couple of messages. I'm sorting through the mail and all of a sudden I hear, Hey, yo, Jim, give me a call. It's Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I go, and I go, yeah, right. Whatever. It's <laughs> one of my band members punking me, right? I, I really thought it was Sal, our road manager, because he was Italian and, you know, he kind of had that accent. And Karen, I, I said, listen to this. Hey, yo, Joe. She said, you're an idiot if you don't call this guy back. Call him back. Uh, hi, hi, is this Sylvester Stallone? It's Jim Peterick. He goes, hey, yo, Jim, call me Sly. Oh my goodness. Call me Sly. No secretary. I was talking to the man and you know, I was already an enormous fan of Stallone because of the first Rocky and the second Rocky. And I go, you know, what's going on? He says, well, I got this movie called Rocky three, your record company uh, president played it for me, Tony Scotty and another, another Italian uh, gentleman. And uh, says, I love the sound of your band. I love that song. Poor man's son. You know, that was kind of a semi hit couple about a year before that i want that sound for my movie can you help me out and i'm going i, I can barely find the words you oh know my said, goodness. and i said yeah you know i'll tell you what i'm going to send you the first three minutes of the movie i can't send you the whole movie and i want you to catch that energy you know next morning we go out and we rent a betamax pro uh the, this giant cartridge comes we put it in in the machine i call frankie sullivan my guitar player with, with survivor who uh, you know, I knew would be helpful to write it in the song. And we see Mr. T rising up, and he's, like, really ferocious. And we see Stallone kind of getting soft, resting on his laurels, doing a MasterCard commercial, you know. And uh, I, I just, but we caught the pulse, and I had my Les Paul around my neck, and I just started, and I see those punches being thrown. I go, bam, 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 bam. Pum, pum, pum. You know, and, you know, the hair wow. stood up on our, on our arms. You know, we knew we caught that energy of the fight, the anticipation, that telegraphic sound of something's coming, you know. But we couldn't finish the song because we didn't have the whole movie. It called Stallone, begged him to send the whole movie. Finally, he does against all the rules. You know, you got to send it back the next day. Yeah, okay, got it. So... Then we saw the movie. We saw we got the movie. And when Mickey, the trainer, starts going, Rocky, you're losing the eye of the tiger. And that was already there, man. And I wrote down that title, and we just went to town. And we, we, we demoed the song two days later, still making a difference in people's lives. I mean, the stories I get, J 
Jim and Seth from people that that song has affected. That's the royalties. You know, that's the royalty. That's what keep, wakes me up in the morning. The guy that went across the finish line first, the guy that fought cancer and won, the guy who fought cancer and lost, but gave him another two years. The guy that got off the, up, the guy or the girl that got from the wheelchair, got out of bed. That's the stuff, man, that keeps me going. You know, Eye of the Tiger is such an iconic zone song. I mean, how many people, you're right, have gotten in a zone, no matter what their uh, sports or business or cancer recovery, uh, it has changed so many lives. Uh, it's That's got to make you feel, uh, oh, I, I don't even know how it makes you feel, just amazing. Well, you know, it, I feel blessed is what I feel. You know, uh, it's not often that you write a song that, that affects that many people. And um, it, it's just a real, uh, you know, they say a humbling experience. It, it is humbling. It is to humbling. To know that something you, you did can affect that many people in a positive way. All my songs are about positivity, though. And, and, and I think you can look at, I don't know one that, even if it's a song about heartbreak, I always leave a light on at the end of the song for some hope. Hope is everything. To me, without hope, you know, give it up, man. You've got to keep the hope. And that's running through all my songs. You know, your industry, Jimmy's had a lot of tragedy and um, with so many people and so many musicians. You know, one of the things I've always admired about you, and I, I'm not just, you know, saying this, is that you never forgot your roots. You're still here. You're born and raised here. Uh, you're still here, uh, an integral part of the community. And you're still prolific. Uh, you didn't sell out and go to, and I don't even know if it's selling out going to L.A., but, you know, and, mm -hmm. and getting into all of that. But you're still down to earth. You're still the same guy and uh, uh, the same guy that Karen got into the vehicle with. <laughs> you know, in <laughs> what, what was it, 1968? Was that when it was? Well, I met Karen in 68, vehicle is 70, the spring is 70. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't change, you know. I'm the same guy off stage as on stage because that's who I am. You know, I, I can't stand it when someone, uh, you know, puts on the airs and becomes a different person. That's never, never me, you know, and I'm still the Bruin guy, uh, you know, and uh, I just love it. Well, you know, th th this show's about being and, and the listeners that are, are on with us right now. It's about being your genuine, authentic, best self and you've been the epitome of that and you're not done you still got a lot going on i, I know you had a, a autobiography uh, at, uh through the eye of the tiger uh yeah, because yeah. it's in our definitely in our local bookstores and bookstores around the world but uh you're still performing uh i think oh. your next gig is september 7th coming up am i correct yeah winfield uh, a big festival which uh, is great we put on a show um, that includes all the songs, not just the Ides of March hits like, you know, L.A. Goodbye, which is a favorite of, of the uh, Chicagoland vehicle. You wouldn't listen. But then we'll pull out Ides of March arrangements of the stuff I wrote with Survivor, like, uh, you know, uh, The Search is Over, which is a big moment in the show. And, of course, end, ending the show with Vehicle and then come back for the encore. Usually it's Eye of the Tiger. But with the brass, you know, I the Tiger takes on a whole different royal kind of character. It's it's just a really great show. 
Well, I'm looking forward to that and going to try to make that show if I can. I, I'd love to uh, love to be there and catch the catch a ride on the zone because your music is definitely zone music. And the other thing that that I love, it's all positive, and I we need positivity well, yeah. now in our lives more than ever. It's probably the most divisive, most negative. I, I'm in my travels. Uh, and everybody's giving me all that feedback. And it's not just about politics. It's about a lot of different things. But, boy, positivity uh, and, and to think positive, be positive, but to listen to positive music, that's definitely helps, and that's a blessing. Do you have a – and you're helping some new artists, too. You've got a, 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 a company that uh, helps new artists get them into the zone. Are you writing for them or co-writing with them? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the things I'm I, new artists, I write with them. I, I had a reality show called Steal the Show that just uh, went off the air uh, on cable on the Cozy Channel, where I mentor uh, three siblings out of Michigan, and it was very popular. It may be re- renewed, but you know, mostly I'm I'm writing with contemporaries of mine right now. I'm writing with Dennis DeYoung, the great uh, ex lead singer of Sticks, who's making a new fabulous new record that I'm co-writing with him. Uh, I'm writing with Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys again, along with Larry Millis and Joe Thomas. Uh, I'm writing with 38 Special again. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and, of course, the Ides of March. We're finally doing our, our next album 55 years later. It's called Play On, and it's it's from the Shakespeare quote, if music is the food of love, then play on. Play and, on. Uh, we're play, play on. We're playing on, man. Well, thank you so much. And uh, again, I'm going to try to make that show on the 7th. And um, uh, do you have a website that uh, our audience can go to and check out everything you're doing? Sure do. Uh, JimPeterick.com. And Peterick is P-E-T-E-R-I-K. And also the official Jim Peterick Facebook page. And of course, TheIdesOfMarch.com. And we're going to be playing Moraine Valley College on October 6th with my world stage. Uh, Ides of March, members of, of the band Chicago, uh, the great Mark Farner, Mike Reno of Loverboy. It's a wonderful variety show. And then we're doing Cornerstones of Rock, all the great 60s bands from Chicago. We had a TTW special, Ides of March, Bucky Nams, New County Six, Crying Shame, Shadows of the Night. Uh, you know, it's just the hits keep coming and the memories keep coming. Jimmy, you've had a zone life, haven't you? I really have. I've been blessed. And every day I, I connect to the higher power and um, I, I ask for more. I ask for more inspiration. Well, you've been blessed and we're blessed to have you on this show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, everybody, you've got to check all this out uh, and just uh, keep playing on, Jimmy. Keep playing on. Play on. Play on. Play yeah. on. Uh, uh, Jimmy and Seth, thank you very much. And um, I will uh, thank you for having me on your show, man. You've motivated a lot of people yourself, dude. It's a time in our lives, definitely a time in my life, where I'm thinking even more about being healthy. Sunbasket. Sunbasket delivers delicious meal kits right to your door. It makes healthy eating easy. Healthy cooking, convenient and easy. And I know we're busy in our life, but what we fuel our life with really goes a long way of whether we're going to be Zoniac performers or not. The thing I like about Sunbasket, it's organic 
produce, clean ingredients, and it's delivered right to your door. And in 30 minutes, even I can whip up a meal, which is pretty awesome. They've got so many delicious meals. I'll tell you one I just had, and it's pretty awesome. I I was definitely uh, pleasantly surprised how delicious it was, how easy it was. And that's a SoCal fish taco with avocado and lime yogurt. Yum. Uh, Very tasty, very simple, uh, and very healthy. And I think the, the food that we put in our bodies right now is so important. You know, you got to treat yourself like a uh, Ferrari, you know. You got to put in high test, great fuel. Uh, you've got to treat it right if you want to get into the zone. And not only that, stay in the zone. Sunbasket is going to help you do that. So go to sunbasket.com slash Fannin, F-A-N-N-I-N. Go there today. You're going to learn more about their paleo, gluten-free, lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean, and family options. You're going to love the uh, diversity of that. You're going to get $35 off your first order. And again, that's sunbasket.com slash F-A-N-N-I-N for $35 off. Sunbasket.com slash Fannin. Order today. Man, that that guy's positivity. Well, uh, think about this. Uh, been with his significant other 47 years. That's not easy to do, especially in the music industry, uh, especially being, uh, you know, L.A. Uh, Grammy Award winner uh, to be with the same uh, mate uh, for that long. So hats off and kudos to to Jim and Karen. I mean, that's that's an achievement. Uh, you would think it wouldn't be a, an achievement today. Uh, you know, we're, we marry for life, but uh, as we know, that's uh, not reality. Uh, so 47 years for the same person, uh, that's awesome. The other thing that's amazing about Jim Pedrick, raised in Berwyn, Illinois, uh, still has a studio, I believe, in Berwyn, lives in Burr Ridge, you know, right next to Berwyn, and uh, has never, ever, ever forgotten his roots. He knows who he is. He knows what he does. And um, all these great artists have actually come to him instead of having to move to L.A. Uh, into his studio. Uh, so what, what a great career. And, uh, and the other thing that I, I love about him, and as he said, every one of his songs, uh, even the, the sad songs, have a light at the end of the tunnel. And his songs are all about positivity and hope and don't. We need that today in our lives. Uh, it was great to have Jim Pedrick on the show. So, now what do we do, Seth? I think we get ready for the best September ever. Seth, it is the end of August. Zoniacs around the world, starting today, tomorrow, the last day of August, are going to visualize the greatest September ever. 30 days, half September, the greatest 30 days. And this 30 days, it's at the end of the third quarter. So if you have, you know, a 91-day goal for the third quarter, you got 30 days to manifest it into its physical equivalent. It's also uh, a month that uh, is going to transcend into the fourth quarter to 
close down the best year you've ever had in your life. Synchronized visualization uh, today or tomorrow, this is really what we need to do. Sequester yourself alone. Get alone. No family, no friends, no cell phone, no TV, no media, nothing. Get alone. Project yourself to September 30th and then go beyond to October 1. It's now October 1st. And you're celebrating the greatest month ever in your life. What do you need to accomplish to make that so? And I I want you to think about this in a macro sense. What one thing, what two things, no more than five things, are needed, are required to have that great month for your business on a macro level. And now you need to see this accomplished. See it in finished state. What do you need to do to enhance your relationship, to take it to the next level? Maybe it's only one thing. Maybe in the month of September, I'm going to not violate the 90-second rule. I'm going to put down uh, my phone. I'm going to walk into my house. I'm going to look my significant other in the eye long enough to discern his or her eye color, and I'll mirror whatever they are. If they're happy, I'm happy. If they're not happy, I'll, I'll go there just for a second so I can grab a hold of them and walk them up to the attic where the zone is, you know, to the rooftop. And um, uh, what can you do? What one thing can you do to enhance that relationship where one plus one equals three? School started. September is the, probably the first full month of school. What one thing can you do to give your student in your house more confidence or more discipline? What can you do, value added, to help your student get into the zone and have a study in the zone, homework in the zone, taking a test in the zone? And look at the other parts of your life. 30 days. It's going to peel off the calendar real quickly, Seth. I mean, it's... Kind of hard to believe summer's gone uh, right now. And uh, with Labor Day uh, right here in front of us, uh, that's the mark of the end of summer and the beginning of fall. But we can accomplish a lot in 30 days, but we need a blueprint for the month. What is your blueprint for the month? So visualize that. See it in finished state. And if you really want to take a deeper dive Work backwards, B to A. So what are you doing on September 30th, the 29th, the 28th? Take a calendar out and walk in reverse and see what is accomplished. Now, what that does, that illuminates a pathway as you get back to September 1. That pathway is illuminated. It also, because you worked in reverse, B to A, It ensures that you're going to finish. You're going to close those last five days or six days. And if you're in sales, well, those last five days are probably crucial and you reaching your quota for the month uh, or hitting the numbers that you projected if you're a business owner, a business leader. So once you have this illuminated pathway, it pops like a runway at 
O'Hare Airport at night. Now you can walk on it as if it's so. Chin up, confident, in the zone, music around you as your soundtrack for the month of September. Maybe you're going to choose Eye of the Tiger. That's going to be my song of the month. That's going to motivate me, get me back in the zone. Maybe you're going to use the vehicle. Maybe that's the song. Or maybe ska. You're, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe you're going to pull one of Seth's out. I, I've, got to, I've got to check this out, Seth. i got to listen to some ska uh, as soon as the show's over. But whatever it is, have that soundtrack so you can ensure the greatest month ever. It is one-twelfth, one-twelfth of the greatest year, 2018. It is one-third of Q3, the greatest quarter you've ever had. So uh, it's that time of the month, Seth, where get in the zone, just a little bit of preparation, a little blueprint, uh, create that uh, pathway uh, to the greatest month ever. Can I just speak into this for a second before we move on here? You know, we talked about having the greatest gear ever at the beginning of 2018. And, uh, you know, we, we were a few months into doing a show together. And I, I did it because I've seen the score system work. I've seen the zone come on. And then for the first quarter, I was probably a little bit a uh, little bit discouraged. Uh, you know, not depressed about it or anything. But, I you know, I just kind of wasn't quite probably exactly where I wanted to be in a few things. Second quarter was a little better. And these last, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of getting into the last part of the third quarter. You know, somehow it's kind of all caught up with what I put down for the beginning of 2018. And so sometimes you just have to keep working the process and keep waiting for those moments in the zone to hit. Am I right there? You're absolutely right. And and repetition, repetition. You know, greatness, Seth, is reaching a high daily standard over a long period of time. And, And while you're attempting that high daily standard, and that standard is a minimum requirement, for a satisfactory or solid performance according to you. Not according to your boss, not according uh, to the industry standards. That's according to you and you alone. So hitting that high standard over time, and then one day you may not reach that standard. Maybe you falter. Maybe maybe you're, uh, something happens, a score or zone breaker uh, kind of buckles your knees, and maybe you go down on one knee, you know? Success is getting back up one more time from any defeat and reach that high standard again. But, uh, you know, coaching someone uh, from a rookie to a Hall of Fame, uh, I realize that greatness is not what we see on ESPN. Those are great moments, great plays, and there's definitely some great plays. And we talk about who's in the zone. That doesn't mean these people are great, but they definitely had a great moment, and they're having a zone month or a zone week. Uh, but greatness, again, just like uh, our guest Jim Pedrick, that's hitting a high daily standard over a long period of time. Jim Pedrick, I, I would have to say, uh, could easily be in our Zoniac Hall of Fame. I, I want to talk about um, a politician, and uh, there's a lot of uh, news stories and uh, uh, the biography of John McCain. Uh, Arizona native. I, he's a kindred spirit of mine, uh, although I've never met him, but because of his affinity for his beloved Sedona, Arizona. He has a, a, a ranch, uh, I believe, off of Oak Creek Canyon. Uh, I've been there a hundred times. I'm attracted to the Red Rocks of Arizona uh, up in the mountains. It's about 4,800 uh, uh, 
you know, uh, above miles uh, above a fate above sea level. And uh, what an iconic career. And politics aside, this guy is courage, courage, courage. When you think about uh, being in the zone, flying off of a uh, aircraft carrier in the 60s, when I'm sure the technology was nowhere near it is today, that was probably every time you flew off of an aircraft carrier and flew back onto an aircraft carrier, carrier there was uh, definitely a high degree of possibility that there could be something disastrous happen the margins to to successfully do that were tiny and you talk about doing it over and over Over and over sometimes on little sleep i mean yeah yeah. and so he was an expert at that but he got shot down over uh, north vietnam into a lake uh broken bones uh pow uh these stories have all been talked about but the thing that's amazing about him is that he was not only a zone performer um, and had his own zone world to survive, his own thoughts of positivity, but when they were ready to release him, uh, he refused, which is amazing. When you think about it, uh, he was not going to leave because the rest of his uh, uh, you know, comrades would not go with him. Uh, they were going to remain POWs, so he, he stayed and I believe he stayed an extra year and a half or an extra two years. And that, that's amazing. Uh, and then to, to devote his life to service, uh, whether you believe in his politics or not, just to devote your life to uh, public service, uh, that's so honorable. So uh, a shout out to a zone life and a zone career. And again, this is not about politics. This is about the man, John McCain. Yeah, truly uh, honorable. 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 Uh, then uh, let's switch off to sports. Okay. We, uh, we've got uh, some good stuff this week. We we do. How about Odell Beckham Jr. becoming the highest paid receiver? $95 million. Yeah. $95 million. <laughs> wide receiver. Five-year contract. Um, pretty amazing. Odell Beckham Jr. of the uh, New York Giants. Uh, this guy is a zone performer. I, I saw 20 highlights uh, last night of his greatest catches, and each one was special. Each one was different. And what an acrobat. One-arm catches, either hand, uh, under pressure, uh, falling on his head, uh, getting both feet in uh, before he gets out of bounds. Uh, the deal's worth $95 million, $65 million guaranteed. Uh, that is making him the highest-paid af- uh, receiver in NFL history, uh, according to ESPN. And um, uh, Mike Evans previously held that record after signing $82 million. That's a lot of money. Uh, you know, when you give someone that kind of money, yes, that's rewarding the history that you've had. Uh, but I think they made that investment because he's still got a lot of zone plays left in him. Uh, I'm expecting him to live up to it. And uh, kudos to him. What a great career. What an amazing contract. You know, and we the, one of the themes of this episode seems to be a high daily standard, right? And nobody pays that kind of money for somebody that's got a great play now and again. It's because he shows up and he's the same player because he's putting in the same kind of work with him and bringing the same mindset to every game. Yep. Uh, and then we got the Oakland A's. Uh, they were below 500, 11 and a half games out of first after the first 70 games. 
that sucks. And I'm sure the fans weren't happy about that. Now, however, they believe uh, that they can uh, unseat the defending world champion Astros atop the AL uh, West. And uh, you got to give a shout out to Blake uh, uh, Trennan, uh, uh, reliever and uh, a sinker, a sinker that touches triple digits. Whoa. A hundred mile an hour sinker. How do you hit that? I'm I'm not sure. Uh, it drops cartoonishly out of the strike zone, and then he's got a, a slider uh, that uh, people miss it by a foot <laughs> and a half. He's got the lowest uh, ERM baseball point eight seven. Has not allowed a home run. We're probably probably going to jinx him. Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, Blake, uh, get back in the zone. Keep reaching your standard. Don't listen to these kudos detached from it, uh, but since the first week of the season has not allowed a home run. So, uh, Oakland Hayes, you're in the zone. And if we want to do a little music in the zone, you know, Jim, one of the things you talk about is one of the most selfish things you can do is just, you know, not only give back to others, but just do those really little things that make somebody's day better. So, have you ever been, uh, you know, at a store and their credit card machine goes down and you can't buy something? Right. So, there's a uh, there's a gentleman standing at a uh, convenience store that just wants his coffee. He just wants his coffee, and there's no way to pay for it because he doesn't have cash. He's just got a card. It won't work. He's standing there, and a retired school teacher pops in and says, "You know what? I'm, let me let me get your coffee." She no probably thinks deal. the guy's homeless or something. Yeah. Needs a cup of coffee. Did he look scraggly? He he did look a little scraggly, uh, and uh, they're. There's a reason for that, as you'll find out. She turns and looks at his face. So she's like, man, you really look like country superstar, uh, you know, Keith Urban. But, you know, we're in Medford, New Jersey. And uh, it turns out it actually was Keith Urban in town for some stuff. So. And, and can you imagine? And that resulted in a private Keith Urban meet and greet right there in the aisle. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, pretty amazing after picking up the singer's tab. So Ruth Reed. I know you were in the zone when you found out. And you got Keith Urban in the zone as well uh, because he got his coffee. Disney is in the zone, and actually for two different reasons that have happened over uh, the course of the last few days. I'm always surprised that positive news isn't traveling faster, which is why we're giving this a bump. So Disney has committed $80 billion to free tuition for all their hourly employees. Uh, that's a B. $80 billion. $80 billion. That's uh, a lot of money, Seth. It's a lot of money. And this covers, they'll help you go back to... That's above your pay grade. That's above, you do yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You do know that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 80 billion. I have yet to make $80 billion. <laughs> uh, they'll help you finish high school, uh, trade school, or uh, complete college. And so uh, what that money goes to is not just tuition, but also books and fees. Uh, so that some of that other stuff that could be cost prohibitive for people getting back uh, is actually all covered and they're actually working towards uh, a pay raise for all their employees over the next few years. Uh, it's going to take them a couple of years to get to the, the $15 kind of minimum for everybody. Uh, but wow. And can you imagine how many more great people are going to want to are going to go work at Disney now? Covering 100% of tuition, books, and fees. Uh, kudos to Disney. You're obviously making a lot of money, but you're sharing the wealth. Uh, you're in the zone. Uh, that is going to have an impact, uh, more than likely, on Orlando itself because Disney's the main employer there. And uh, I think uh, we can see other oh. supporting uh, companies, uh, third parties, vendors, uh, probably following suit, getting that minimum wage of $15, a living wage. 
And um, wow, and that does that opens up all these other lanes for business because people could have more discretionary income in their pockets. So that actually will spur on other entrepreneurs, new ideas. Uh, wow. Hey Seth, I, I want to talk about a, a video uh, that's gone a little bit viral. Uh, I, I really believe I, there's two groups of uh, worker that uh, that I really cherish. I love nurses. I'm definitely a nurses advocate. Why wouldn't I be? My grandmother's a registered nurse. My mother, uh, master's degree, registered nurse, ran a school of nursing, and my daughter, uh, Colby, is a nurse in trauma center. Uh, in a hospital in Manhattan. So I love nurses. And then I love school teachers. Underpaid, uh, sometimes even underappreciated, uh, educating uh, uh, the kids uh, of, and, and the adults of our future. And um, this teacher uh, in Kansas, she did something. I, I teared up. And you, you have to watch this video uh, you can follow it, it on my Twitter account, uh, at Jim Fannin. Uh, I retweeted it with a comment. Every one of her students, she created a special handshake, and they're awesome. And everyone, like snowflakes, they're all unique, created by the teacher and each individual student. And that's how she greets everyone in like a Congo line, all the kids are lined up to go into a class, and now school has just started, so you have to think that she's learned, uh, this is a new class, that she has learned these special handshakes, 20-some, over 20, different handshakes, and they're pretty unique and pretty, uh, some are pretty complicated. They're awesome. Uh, but every kid goes through that Congo line uh, as the teacher greets them in the morning with their special, unique handshake while the rest of the kids are watching. Check that out. It's probably on YouTube. And um, Seth, how, how do people get this besides my uh, Twitter feed? Yeah, we'll go ahead and actually put it in uh, the show notes so you can swipe over to the show notes on your podcast player. Uh, and uh, it'll be right in there. You can click a link and then you can watch it right now if you want. Come back to the podcast or watch it afterwards. And we do want to just uh, say that this is actually in Mueller Elementary School in uh, Wichita, Kansas. If you also want to look up a little bit more of the complete story. And, and do we have the teacher's name? I, I don't think we have it, but uh, uh, check it out. <clears throat> We're yeah. researching that now. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have it. <laughs> I'm just struggling with it. Get in the zone, Seth. Get in the zone. Jerusha Willenborg is my best attempt at that. 30 years from now... She could meet any of those students, and I bet she'll remember their individual handshake. So uh, check it out. Uh, the uh, uh, clip has gone viral, and this is students or school in the zone. Kudos. Shout out to you. And, of course, to have these zone moments that we've talked about uh, all the way through this episode, uh, you know, to be able to you know tap into riding, taking a ride on the zone through music, Part of that is that you need to be doing a regular score check. And so that's the way that, uh, you know, that you put this whole thing together. I do want to say we're going to do it with you right now. The score check is a part of the overall blueprint system. Uh, you know, if you don't know where you're going October 1st, you can search Jim Fannin, the blueprint on Amazon.com, wherever you buy books. And don't forget to follow Jim for regular coaching as well. And, uh, you know, kind of keep getting the positivity outside the show. 
Uh, you can search Twitter for Jim Fannin, F-A-N-N-I-N. But this score check is so important because it's going to balance out everything so that you can hop a ride on that zone state. Yeah, in 1974, uh, we discovered five markers that all humans possess. These markers are intangibles, are mental in nature, and they trigger natural chemicals. And once all five of these markers are at a high level, that purposeful calm of the zone, it arrives. These markers are self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, and enjoyment. And they form a domino chain that makes up your overarching attitude. So now let's uh, go to the Zone Cafe, pull up in your uh, car. Uh, You're playing some tunes on there, maybe Vehicle, uh, Jim Pedrick, and you're playing playing the song. But turn it down right now and place your order because we're cooking up high levels of S-C-O-R-E. So what do you need? Do you need self-discipline, the willingness, commitment, to stay with the task, to reach a well-defined goal. If that's what you need, we got a bucket of self-discipline. And just the awareness that that's the missing link, uh, for me, that's the weak link that I need to bolster my score level. Uh, just the awareness fixes it. But maybe maybe you are disciplined, but maybe you've got too many things to focus on. Maybe you got too many balls in the air. As we know, uh, one ball up in the air is easy. I can juggle that with one hand. Let's get 10 balls up in the air. Uh, That's not uh, as easy, very challenging. So you may have too much going on. So maybe you need to focus on one thing, Uh, narrow focus. That'll give you accuracy, uh, and that's definitely going to give you a high quality. So if you need concentration, order that. Maybe you have that blueprint, but maybe you don't have that day-to-day confidence or trust that you have what is enough to execute what's needed to manifest the blueprint. So if you need some optimism on a regular basis, man, we got a slab of optimism. That's belief, uh, but even more than that, it's expectancy and a sense of knowing that the routines you have will lead to your goals and vision. But today, and we had one show on this, relaxation. I think we're a nation right now, America, We need to chill out. We need to take a deep, deep breath. We need to relax and find that comfort, that peace, free from worry and anxiety while we're executing our blueprint. So if you need relaxation in your life, uh, just admit it. Place your order. We got a big, cool drink of relaxation. And as soon as you have that, serotonin flows back into the bloodstream. And ah, that calm really... Uh, comes to the forefront. But maybe, maybe you need a pep in your step. Maybe the show gave you a little eye of the tiger. Maybe you need some music in your life, some enjoyment, some pleasure, some satisfaction while you're executing those tasks. Maybe you need a more uplifting soundtrack. Maybe you need ska uh, that's running <laughs> through uh, you know your ears. And um, if that's what you need, let's get some enjoyment. Because sometimes... You know, we work so hard at so many things. Uh, we can get into the uh, routine, the doldrums, you know, and uh, uh, things don't really start to click. So maybe you need just a little pep in your step, little music. Maybe you need some enjoyment. So what do you need, Seth? 
You know what? The next 48 hours, I would say, are probably the most critical 48 hours in uh, in the third quarter for me. So I'm going to go with concentration because I want to be in the moment, uh, particularly for the next two days. And then I, I probably want to go enjoyment after that because, you know, because I uh, accomplished it. But for right now, I want to be locked in. You, you've got a keynote tonight, I know. So are you going concentration as well? Or uh, You know, I... I'm always prepared. I, I, I've always dress rehearsed. I've never had a, a keynote uh, or a seminar that I haven't already had in my mind. I'm going with optimism and extreme optimism. Not that I'm not optimistic, but I want to walk in with a, a barrel of optimism, and I'm looking forward to giving that uh, willingly, freely uh, to everybody that's going to be in attendance. So, it's about optimism. It's about closing down uh, the third quarter of the year and, and eventually ramping up uh, to a great close of 2018. So I'm going to take a little more optimism with me when I give this talk, and uh, I'm going to walk, uh, walk in seven foot three, you know, and uh, uh, rock the house. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, don't forget, you can Always continue to do your score check and should every single day. A lot of Jim's clients, a lot of people who listen to this show wind up setting their alarm so that you can do a score check multiple times a day. This isn't just for the, uh, you know, the day the, the show comes out. This is a part of your life that you need to keep coming back to. That's going to help you uh, achieve those well-defined goals. Yeah, this is an attitude check. I, I would do it before every performance. I, I would do it uh, at the beginning of the day. This score check is going to take just a few seconds. Uh, you can use one-word reminders. S, do I have vision, goals, patience. C, am I here now? Uh, am I focused on uh, small tasks? O, belief, expectancy, uh, relaxation. Ah, breathe. You know, get your breathing six to eight. Be calm. Enjoyment. Well, that's a little pep in your step, and that's some passion, you know, for what you're doing. And uh, find what needs to be uh, bolstered, which one of those five intangibles, and uh, that's going to get your score level intact. And when you go into a zone state, Seth, all five of these markers rise simultaneously, and you're only as strong as the weakest link in score. And that's your responsibility. And you'll be held accountable uh, by yourself. And uh, you have the authority and the free will to bolster it at any time for anything that you're doing. Seth, let's have a great week coming up. Let's have the best September ever. And everyone listening, not only be in the zone, help other people that you love and care about do the same. Share your score level Share that positive energy and let everybody around you be in the zone. Be in the zone, everybody. That's the only place to be. This is a Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Ladies and gentlemen, today on Duffified Live, I've got my buddy Adam Keyes, a 31-year-old U.S. Army sergeant who returned from his tour in Afghanistan five years ago to triple amputee with both legs and one hand. And my buddy is about to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. July 14, 2010, um, we were on a mission and we got held up um, at a place where we didn't normally stay, but we'd been there a couple of times. 
And uh, the, you know, the night before, on the 13th, we uh, we got attacked at nighttime. They tried to, you know, do their thing. They tried to get us and, and take over and all that kind of stuff. And that didn't happen. So the next day, so we had to leave one truck less. That meant, meant uh, four or five guys would have to stay and just they'd have to hop uh, a chopper back because we couldn't fit everybody in. Something right. else did happen on this mission. So, you know, we had a lot of intel and we knew which uh, villages we were going to be uh, sort of coming up to and, and targeting that day. I was on the ground team that day. And um, so I was in the lead gun truck and we had stopped at uh, what we thought was a, a great spot and safe spot to uh, talk on the radio for a second before we sort of hopped out. And uh, myself and three other guys would go through this uh, village. We were sitting there five or six minutes talking on the radio, sort of reinforcing our plan that we had. And uh, unfortunately, as soon as I opened the door, I didn't even have to hit the ground. Uh, the ID went off. We, we didn't know, but we were already sitting on top of it. Wow. Um, it, was a, it was a command detonation. So. That, that just means somebody else is watching us, and, and they pull the trigger when they want to. And he detonated the ID, and um, unfortunately, this this is the hard part of the story. But the other four guys in the truck did not make it. So I, I just like to quickly say their names, um, yeah. you know, because that's very important to me. But we lost uh, Chase Stanley from California that day, Zach Fisher from Missouri that day, Matthew Johnson from Minnesota that day, and we alluded to before, uh, my best friend Jesse Reed from Allentown uh, was in that truck, and we, and we lost him that day as well. Wow. Yeah. So those guys, those, those five guys and four from that day in particular are my heroes. And uh, they give me a lot of drive uh, to keep moving forward because even though I lost my legs and my left hand here, I know I'm, I'm very, very lucky to be here in the first place. And it was a lot of hard work to get me where I'm at today. Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.